Everyone, welcome to another great episode of the Smooth Business Growth Podcast, where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. So I'm your host and captain, Lindsay Phillips, and I'm the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and convert customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. So in fact, if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com at the end of the show, you can download your social media roadmap to help you do just that. So today I am super pumped about chatting today with my good friend, best-selling author, speaker, web wizard, cat lover, and secret weapon to many, Adam Homie. He'll be sharing why Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. So if I've piqued your interest, then let's set sail. Welcome aboard, Adam, baby. Oh, wow. Awesome, be, awesome to be here. Been looking forward to this. Let's set sail. Woohoo! So your book is wildly successful, and I love how you use it. Um, sorry, I love how the book is about the secret to solving those pesky issues burrowed deep and unleashing your ultimate business success. And I love the analogy. It is just awesome. And it's got a lot of good humor. Now I know the book unearths six areas. So can you share the power of the spring formula and, and what the heck that means and what the book is about? Well, certainly. And if I can backtrack just one moment, uh, totally. part of the reason I themed this around groundhogs is I studied groundhog behavior. And you think of this little weird shaped animal that digs these burrows underground. And these burrows can be pretty complex. Some of them are nine feet long and have 14 different rooms. I mean, just like yes. your house has rooms and my apartment has rooms. The groundhog bro has a dining room, it has the living room, it has a bathroom, believe it or not, it has the uh, place where the little groundhogs grow up, it has a place where the little groundhogs are conceived. They're very complex about these. And these groundhogs dig these burrows into the ground. Sometimes they go eight feet deep and they go underneath the foundations and surfaces of buildings and they cause structural issues that we don't see mm. because we're so focused on the big picture sometimes we miss these little things burrowed beneath the surface. Now at the same time your very same groundhog will be unearthing hundreds of pounds of soil to dig this burrow and that soil gets displaced on the surface and it's rich fertile soil, which causes greener grass to grow. Right. So by unearthing some of these issues that are beneath the surface, some of those little things that stop us, slow us down and trip us up, we end up growing the greener grass on our side of the fence. So the spring formula is basically a combination of six areas that I've seen in my 15 years working with businesses that I see opportunities for us to unearth these little issues and help to grow the greener grass. First of all is mindset. I know that that's sometimes a foo-foo sort of thing, but uh, when you look at, yeah, when you look at how you move forward in business, and I see way too often folks that are afraid to move forward with their marketing, move forward with high ticket offers, move forward with achieving the success that they really deserve as a result of their efforts, because they're worried that they might get find out, found out. Some folks call this imposter syndrome. So one of yeah. the topics that I mentioned, one of the concepts is that of Kintsugi. 
It's a Japanese art form where you take things that break, such as bowls or vases or plates, and you glue them back together. But you don't glue them back together in such a way that you're hoping to hide the fact that they were broken. You actually put gold resin on those cracks so that you celebrate those imperfections that bring the whole back together. The next piece is prospect attraction. And what we find so often is we actually repel our prospects without realizing we're doing so, just in the way that we approach things, just in the way we communicate with them. And there are several examples I give in the book. The third, and this is very important, is the ripple effects from your team members and how to avoid it. It's very important to inspire your people to give their all and render exceptional customer service. And what we find sometimes is inadvertently, despite our best intentions, we say and do things within our organizations that actually get in the way of the people that we rely on to help us grow our businesses, whether it's right. our employees, whether it's our team members from doing their best work. Now, a book like mine uh, would never be complete without me getting to complain about how meetings suck. So, <laughs> I, so included in there is a formula for, for those of us who have our weekly team meeting, how to make this more effective. Because so right. many times we see in team meetings, folks just talk to hear themselves talk. So we hear blah, 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 blah. Oh, and it's, and it's really just getting their voice heard over and over again, asking questions to which everybody already knows the answer just so they can be seen raising the question. So one of the things that we do to unearth some of the boroughs or unearth some of the issues within the borough is have people submit their reports in advance. And that means tell us what you're doing, uh, tell us where you need support, and tell us where your visions and ideas for the organization moving forward currently lay. And the idea is everybody reads everybody else's report beforehand so we don't have people talking and talking and talking, but it's a forward-looking meeting. And we find that that is much more effective for unearthing some of those issues and nurturing the soil in which we all walk. So now we move on to identifying and intaking new customers. In this entire section of the spring formula, that's the I section, identify, has to do with that transition from purchaser to customer. We have folks and, you know, we all have this emotional reaction. We open up our email and we got the notice from our shopping cart that says, you've just made a sale. <laughs> Woo-hoo. That doesn't mean you have a customer. It means somebody gave you money. Gotcha. There's actually work you need to do after they give you money to turn them into your customer. And when you do this properly, you end up with, in effect, an unpaid sales force of people who are going out there and helping you attract your next crop of purchasers who you can transform into customers. Part five is naming your terms with powerful language. And what we mean here is... I see folks who will use language in their marketing that actually gets in the way of making the sale. Really? Let me give you an example. Uh, I have seen teaching out there that if you have an information course, you spend a lot of time on, well, this has eight DVDs and five CDs and 25 downloadable worksheets, or it's all included in the secure member area where your 75 videos are all categorized. And there's also audio versions, so you can take them for a walk with you. And we have all the worksheets you can use to put together what it is the course is supposed to accomplish. That can actually get in the way of your sales. Why is the that? The reason being... The reason being is people will take one look at that and they'll say, 
I already have four of those I haven't done yet. Or eight DVDs, when the heck do I have time to do right. that? So that's one issue. Another issue is, is sometimes our marketing actually gets in the way of other people's truth. One thing that I say to folks all the time is, you want the truth? There's no such thing as the truth. <laughs> what there are, Lindsay, is there are facts not in dispute. Mm. However, every person has their own truth. Truth, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. Our truth, my truth, your truth, anybody else's truth, is the sum total of their own education, experiences, and growth that is unique to that person. So the point of spending time on this is to adjust your language and adjust your approach to allow the person to make their decision to invest in you for their reasons. Right, right. That I'll give you sense. one. I'll give you other one, other quick example is uh, somebody might say, um, "Oh, here's one I love. Chewing gum is awesome. Don't you agree?" I sure do, Adam. <laughs> well, see, that's a problem. That's a problem. Um, I think that Singapore has the right idea caning people's asses over it and banning it. I think it's fantastic because hearing that noise triggers my misophonia and makes me want to slug somebody because it irritates me and puts me into this weird sense of, and then you see it laying all over the streets and everything. However, let's make a shift that allows both of our points of view to be considered. Are you ready for this? All righty. I agree that chewing gum is delicious. You know, I can agree that it's delicious while simultaneously wanting nothing to do with it. And when I agree that it's delicious, you can agree with that, but I'm not challenging you about, well, don't you agree? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a very trite example, but that's just one. Uh, here's, a, here's another. Uh, folks will say, um, if you're anything like me, well... As soon as you hear that statement, I know. <laughs> you know, you and I have known each other for a long time. And I think that there are a lot of places where you and I are somewhat different. I mean, I, I can name some of the obvious ones that you and I have discussed before. <laughs> yeah. is, and we'll start very basic. Um, I'm male and you're female. There's different outlooks right there. Um, I happen to know that our political views don't exactly align on a lot of different areas. I also know that we have different approaches to business. I also know that, um, you know, if you're anything like me, I'm a cat person and there are dog people out there. So there's a lot of ways mm. that you and I are not like each other. That doesn't preclude that we can work together, that we can be friends, we can do great things together. Now, that being said, we can make a couple shifts to that. And one of the shifts is we can say is if you like me, if you like me. So notice how I phrase that. Yeah. If you like me. What I'm basically saying phonologically using ambiguity is you like me. Right, no right. like and trust. Yeah. So I'm already establishing that there's like, and you can flip that around and you can say, I like you. And it shows that you're connected, that you're like each other. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, folks who are going to see us at dream business Academy when, uh, or who have seen us at dream business Academy have seen me do this on stage and you'll notice how I move my hands. Uh, we're, this is an audio conversation. So people aren't <laughs> able to see it. But when somebody says, if you're anything like me, you'll notice that your hands are kind of moving towards each other if you're, if you're talking with your hands. They're yeah. actually moving towards each other. But if I say, if you like me, I'll reach out my hands to you and then I'll pull them into me. If you like me. 
So I'm pulling you into me. Right. If I, say, I like you, I start with my hands close to me and then I move them out as I say, if I like you. So either way, we're building a bridge. We're connecting each other. And then finally in the spring formula, greater efficiency and service through minimalism. And I have found that you can maximize your results through minimalism. And one question I love to ask people is, do you have to? We have all these plans, these yeah. workflows and, and this stuff that's on our to-do list and everything else. And we often say, well, who, who can do this? Who can we delegate this to? Um, who's on our team? What are their strengths? And who do we need to hire? I ask another question. Do you have to? Yeah. And when you can ask that question at every single step of the way, do we have to? It can be amazing how many things that we can either just set aside because we're adding steps that somebody told us we had to do that don't even need to be there. Totally. And at the same time, it opens the frame to say, we don't have to do it this way at all. Maybe there's a more effective way. Maybe there's a more efficient way. But since it's on the table, we can see those things. Now that we're looking at it from the frame of expanded possibility versus here's what we've already said we're going to do. Here's what we've been programmed that we have yeah, to do. Yeah. So how do we do this? I love that. And I find yeah. a lot of people are, oh, well, this person's doing it, then I should be doing it. You know, that whole right. feeling of should. Yes. Um, and it's like, it's freeing, I'm sure, to ask yourself that question and realize maybe I don't have to. And then like, you can focus on what you really need to focus on. Right. So that in essence is the spring formula. And it's just a way of looking at how to solve some of those little pesky issues mm -hmm. that hold you back and they never seem to go away. I mean, you've been involved in startups. Uh, you've also built a very prosperous business of your own. I've seen your trajectory all the way from when you were a side hustler up to where you are now. <laughs> so I've seen the whole thing. I, I remember when you first got involved in this, it's been quite a journey that's inspired me in some ways. And just through all of that, uh, you, you may have noticed somewhere along the lines that, you know, you're having these conversations with people and it's like, weren't we talking about this three years ago? Or is it is a case that I see sometimes, especially with folks who are just going into revenue or have, you know, seem to be just going along a very slow trajectory and building their business. The question keeps coming up is our list hasn't gotten any bigger. Right. Okay, there's a lot of groundhogs burrowed there. For example, are we just looking at the size of the list? Or are we looking at the quality of the list? Mm -hmm. The second is, are we looking at attrition? Because I have seen situations where folks will say, but we're adding all these people and where do they all go? I actually had a client <laughs> saying to me once, you know, it's an absolute tragedy. It is a tragedy when one person opts out. How is that a tragedy? Maybe they just... Maybe they're clearing space for somebody. And did you ever think possibly that they've changed email addresses? Maybe they're not using their Gmail address anymore. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they don't want to receive information that way. I like to tell this story. Uh, you know, you and I have been in Jim Palmer's mastermind for a long time. And there's a gentleman, I won't say his name, but he's very well known, who was in that mastermind for a couple years. And I did some business with him along the way. He's a great guy. And we'd finished the project with him and everything went well. He liked it. You know, congratulations all around. And then the next day he opted out of my list. Now the trip you're up way of looking at that is, Oh gee, thanks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but then, but then a couple weeks later, I got an email from him that said, 
Adam, I love what you do on LinkedIn. I follow you every day and this new thing hit my desk and your name is the only one that came up. So you want to do this? It was just simply a matter that he wanted to keep marketing out of his email. Yeah, but totally. he made the proactive decision to receive that information through another venue. So another way of looking at that is outside of the people who are opting into your list, how else are they consuming you? This was a guy who actually loved spending a lot of time on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I was there too, I was reaching him and he chose to have his interactions with my marketing occur while he was enriching himself on LinkedIn. But he didn't want it in his inbox while he's trying to do business to his inbox. Fair that enough. is a valid business decision. Yeah, so you can't just judge. Correct. Correct. And, and the groundhog bro beneath all that is, well, if anybody opts out, that means they hate you. And that means uh, our list is gone. That means our business is falling apart. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> uh, we have to look at a larger picture here. And then that we have to look fun. at, are we reaching people where they are? Yeah, exactly. I know. And it's funny. It's like when Snapchat was big, everyone, oh, we need to be in Snapchat. It's like, well, <laughs> well do you? Are, you? are your peeps there? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that's a that's a what you see with virtual teams. Team somebody you have somebody who's in a solopreneurial state and then they attend a seminar or or, or do a coaching session with someone. They get all fired up about I need a virtual team site, so I'm going to hire a VA. I'm going to hire a copywriter. I'm going to hire a webmaster. I'm going to hire a social media person. Okay, so you've hired five people. Now what? <laughs> I know. It's like wait, I hired all these people. Why isn't my business growing? So true. Yeah. I know, but I just find with your spring formula and the book and all the things that you teach in there, it just helps. It, it puts you in the right frame of mind. It helps you attract the right people. It helps you kind of weed out those things that are inefficient um, and just bringing to light some things that you may be doing that may be harming your business rather than making it do good and you don't even realize it. Sure. I think, sure. I think the grand strategy and looking at the big picture is very, very important. I think the 50,000 foot view from the airplane is very important, mm -hmm. but we also have to look at what's digging beneath the surface. Absolutely. And uh, when we can get that groundhog out of the burrow, that groundhog can do a lot of good for us. Totally. I love it. And of course, so does everyone else because you are a best-selling author because of it. So how can they find the book, Adam? If you go to www.thegroundhogbook.com, you'll see convenient links to get your paperback or your Kindle version. Perfect. And I have mine so they can get theirs. Is there any other place that people can find you that you want to share? I would encourage everybody, uh, just like I encourage everyone to tune into your show every week when you release new episodes, come to the Business Creators Radio Show. And I know you've been on the Business Creators Radio yeah. Show as well. You're one of my more memorable interviews. And come over there and we will give you all kinds of perspectives on how to win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from the intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Oh, I love that. That rhymes off your tongue very well. Thank you. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for your time for sharing the book and all those great nuggets of info along the way. Um, that of course is this week's 15 minute cruise to move the needle in your business. Thank you again, Adam, my rock star guest. As always. Awesome. So folks, if you're looking to achieve faster growth through content marketing, whether it's blogs, videos, podcasts, sales funnels, or more, look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So have a profitable and productive week and may the winds always be at your back. Mm -hmm.